Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey no. And already it is Thursday night in New Jersey. Where does the time go? That's all right. We'll spend tonight together, you and me, Steve Trevelis, till 11 o'clock tonight, talking all things Jersey, taking your calls, hanging out. We got some uh, Trenton Thunder family four-packs to give out. We'll get some stories. A good time will be had by all. Uh, we'll talk about what it's like to work for a celebrity in one way or another. Uh, we'll talk about your catalytic converter. We'll talk about... We'll talk about car chases. As a matter of fact, why don't we start off by talking about car chases? Did you hear about the car chase uh, with uh, Megan and Harry? And uh, if you didn't, uh, let me tell you about it. Uh, because there's uh, there's questions as to what happened, what, what the story is. And from USA Today, what actually happened during Prince Harry and Megan's car chase in New York and what they say we need to know. And... First, I thought it was a car chase. Then there are people wondering if it was a car chase. And I'm thinking to myself, if it happened in New York, and last night we spent the first hour talking about the congestion tax in New York, if it's that crowded and the roads are that screwed up with people just walking in the middle of the street and, and you know, lanes blocked off and uh, construction crews working, this must have been one hell of a car chase. This must have been one slow car chase. Imagine that car chase in Jersey with marijuana legal, you know, chasing each other at four miles an hour going, eh, never mind, it's no big deal. I, 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 I got you, dude. I can live with it. But uh, questions are swirling and safety concerns are mounting as details continue to emerge about what Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan's team say was a harrowing car chase fueled by paparazzi Tuesday night. And... I can understand them being paranoid. If my mom were killed in a car chase by the paparazzi, I'd be paranoid as well. Uh, the incident is reviving memories of the 1997 paparazzi chase resulting in the car accident that killed Prince Harry's mother, Princess Di, who will ever forget that. That's one of those seminal moments. That's where were you when this happened moment. In a statement to USA Today and other media outlets on Wednesday, Harry and Meghan's office described the near catastrophic chase that ensued after the royal couple left a charity event in New York City. And uh, basically, uh, here's everything to know about the incident involving Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan. Uh, the couple were involved in the car chase fueled by the paparazzi, the spokespeople say. The pair uh, and Meghan's mother, Doria Raglan, were followed for more than two hours by a half dozen vehicles after leaving a charity event in New York, their spokespeople say. 
the chase at the hands of a ring of highly aggressive paparazzi to capture photos of the couple resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two New York Police Department officers. Their team said in a statement to USA Today, while being a public figure comes with the level of interest from the public, it should never come at the cost of anyone's safety, their office said. Dissemination of these images, given uh, the ways in which they were obtained, encourages a highly intrusive practice that is dangerous to all involved. Okay, now the police, uh, what do the police say happened? The New York Police Department and officers assisted with the Royal Duo security Tuesday night, uh, though they didn't describe what happened to be a car chase. Julian Phillips, Deputy Commissioner of Public Information for the New York Police Department, told USA Today in an emailed statement Wednesday that the New York Police Department assisted in protecting the Duke and Duchess along with their private security team. There were numerous photographers that made their transport challenging, Phillips said. New York City Mayor Eric Adams tells reporters Wednesday afternoon he hadn't yet received a full briefing about the incident. Yeah, I have to, I have to coach. I have to go look at the tape. Uh, he's, and uh, he says it's reckless and irresponsible for vehicles to be chasing each other in New York City. Really? Uh, as far as why they were in New York City, it's a charity event. Prince Harry, Meghan's car chase ended in a taxi. The couple and Raglan were eventually able to switch vehicles into a taxi cab. A video shows the cab driver tells the Associated Press he instantly recognized his passengers when they scooted into his car. They were following us the whole time, he said of the paparazzi, though he wouldn't call it a chase. While differing, differing characterizations of the incident may emerge, it can be problematic to scrutinize the reality of someone's lived experience, says Mariah Rooney, a clinical social worker and experienced trauma therapist. So uh, basically, was there a chase? Was there not a chase? What do you think happened? I, every, again, if this is what they perceive as the car chase uh, and having lived the life that Harry lives and his mom dying in a car chase by paparazzi, I could totally get where he's coming from. Um, paparazzi had no intention of causing distress on the Simon photo agency says photo and celebrity news agency Backgrid USA received photos from four freelance photographers seeking to capture the Duke and the Duchess. The agency told USA Today in an email statement that its hired photographers had no intention of causing any distress or harm as their only tool was their cameras. According to the photographers present, there were no near collisions, no near or near crashes during the incident. The photographers have reported feeling that the couple were not in any immediate danger at any point. Backward says freelancers allege one of Harry's security escorts was driving in a manner that could be perceived as reckless, blocking off the streets. However, the company said it doesn't condone harassment or illegal activity. We are taking Prince Harry's allegations seriously and will be conducting a thorough investigation into the matter. All right, so one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. That's what we've got. What do you you know? What do you think happened? And have you ever? What I really want to do with this: Have you ever been involved in a car chase? Have you ever had someone chasing you for no apparent reason? You're driving down the road. Next thing you know, you've ticked somebody off for some reason on the road, and they won't let go. They follow you everywhere you go. You know, um, how long did it last? What happened? Have you ever chased somebody? Have you ever had somebody do something to you, perhaps leave the scene of an accident or whatever, uh, and you're chasing them? Maybe you're trying to get their license plate number, and they're trying to get away from you. Have you ever been involved in a car chase? 
What were the circumstances? How did it turn out? How do you think this, what do you think this really was? Was uh, Prince Harry and Meghan, Duchess Meghan, involved in a real-life car chase and through the streets of New York City? Or do you think a lot of it was in their head? What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. I don't know. I'm just reading what I, you know, what I see from USA Today. And we've got it on NJ1015.com as well. So my question to you is, have you ever been in a car chase for any reason? Can you even be in a car chase because the streets in, you know, through New York City are so crowded. I want to throw this out there, too. Because you know what? You can't watch any kind of drama, any kind of action, without seeing a car chase somewhere. And some of the greatest car chases in film history happen, many of which in New Jersey. What's your favorite car chase for a movie or TV show? You know, after a while, a good car chase has to keep your attention. After a while... It's like, enough already. Will you catch the guy? Can we move on with the plot? Are we going to watch this for a half hour? 1-800-283-101.5. Let's talk car chases. Have you ever been involved in one? What do you think happened with uh, Harry and Meghan? And uh, also, what's the best one you've ever seen in a movie or TV show? Uh, you were thinking of retiring. When you're retiring and need to move, call Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. He has buyers lined up, can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. Hal and Wendy were retiring, wanted to make a move to Florida to be closer to family, so they listed their Edison home with Rob and his team. They were on their way quickly because Rob's superior marketing produced 33 showings and multiple offers in less than a month getting the home sold for $565,000, which was $25,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage does more than put a sign in the yard. He has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ, and then you start packing more. This summer, take a shorecation. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free Jersey shorecation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on a New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shorecation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. You could win a free shorecation. Good luck from New Jersey 101.5. Did Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan get involved in a car chase Tuesday night when they left the charity event. Uh, have you ever been involved in a car chase? Um, there, there are people say yes. The police say, nah, no, no. And uh, the cab driver for the cake and into says, uh, not really. And the photographers say, no. Uh, what do you think? Jay's on the New Jersey Turnpike on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jay. Hello there. How are you this evening? I'm good, Jay. How are you? Just fine, thank you, and thank you very much for taking my call. And no, I do not believe at all that Harry and Meghan were involved in a car chase of any sort. And why do you say that? Uh, well, m mostly because I think Meghan just needs a lot of attention, and she didn't get any while Harry was over in England with Prince, or excuse me, King Charles. So I think Meghan just needed to find a way to get attention. But there's too many factors that make it almost impossible to have a car chase in Manhattan. 
Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, we talked about it last night with the congestion tax and so much construction on the roads, and they got people, the city's over flooded. They got people walking in the streets. How could you do a car chase even if you if you wanted to chase somebody or escape somebody? No, I don't. I, that's one of that's one of the main reasons. Of course, I'm a truck driver, so I don't get through Manhattan very quickly anyway. <laughs> I just can't. I can't see how anybody could have a car chase in Manhattan. Have you ever been involved in a car chase? No, sir. I I tried to run from the state police one time. And he caught me so fast it wasn't even funny. Really? Oh yes. I I gotta ask you something. We we keep hearing somebody sent me an email. Said, please talk about this on your radio. Tuesday, a tractor trailer flipped off the ramp from 287 to Route 1 in Edison. Today, a dump truck flipped over on 287 above the uh, uh, above the first accident. Who is giving these idiots CDLs? It's ridiculous. Uh, it it's scary. You feel, you really feel that a lot of unqualified people are getting licenses to drive tractor trailers? Yes, I do. And why do you say that? Just from the accidents that we see and the lack of attention, things that I see on the road different times as I drive, I see truck drivers and the truck stops that can't even back into a a parking space. They just create their own space because they just can't back trailers. Did it get easier to get the license? I mean, why is this happening now? I think it's mostly because there's such a crush for the need for truck drivers. They'll just put anybody on. Oh, yes. Anybody that can move freight. Jay, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. This is an email I got. The former uh, New Jersey MVC commissioner is now the FMCSA director. He controls CDLs for the whole country. Uh, (laughs) When these truckers flip a truck and tie up the whole area like the last two days, they should be fined $200,000. These clowns cannot drive. I've driven 1.7 million miles, and I drove the 911 commission in a driving rainstorm. Uh, talk about this on your show. I mean, how do you feel about that? If you're a trucker, what are your thoughts on that? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been involved in a, car, in a car chase? Have you ever chased someone down or had somebody chasing you for whatever reason? How did it turn out? You know, you're driving down the road. You don't realize you piss somebody off. And next thing you know, they're behind you. And next thing you know, they're not letting go. And everywhere you go, we try to get away from them. And they keep following you. You know, or maybe there was something happened where, you know, you followed the driver. Someone's done something to you and you're trying to get them down. Or even like when you're driving down the street late, when driving down the road late at night and you'll see these cars racing down the highway, chasing each other, weaving in and out of traffic. 1-800-283-101.5. And of course, car chase movies. Best chase scene you've ever seen. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andrew. Wow. Hi, bud. Almost being in the front row. You are, Andrew. What's going on? Hey, I got a, a, a joke for you. It's an original joke, but I told it to you a month ago. Let me see let's, let's not do the jokes. Let's just talk about things. We, we don't have to do jokes. You know, I'm a comedian. Even, I don't do jokes every airport. time I see somebody. It's okay. What do you, what do you think? Even if, it's, even if it's about Newark Airport? Even if it's about Newark Airport. You told me the joke a month ago, so come on. We can only we don't recycle here. All right, maybe we do, but maybe we do, but that's okay. So what do you want to say? Yeah, uh what were you even talking about? 
Uh, we were talking about you hanging up. 1 800 283 101.5. A thing with the car chase. First of all, I don't know how the hell you can do it in New York. Some of the greatest car chases I've ever seen. Uh, watched the movie The French Connection. Uh, watched the movie uh, Bullet, right, with the classic car, the classic car chase. That's why they don't make those cars anymore, and I so miss them. Uh, and it's hard to movies today. Like who's chasing? Who's chasing people in a Hyundai? Right? Who's chasing people in a Civic? Sam's in Monroe, a New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hey, Sam. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Just got off of work, long day, dealing with these people on the road, you know. Oh, you're a trucker. Yep. What do you think about what I just said as far as that email went? So, I got in my car a little late. I just heard a little bit about what you said, so I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. But what I heard about, you know, there are constantly definitely trucks flipping over the roads almost every single day on these New Jersey highways. Um, I would say... It might be the trucks. I know that a lot of the dump trucks do drive completely recklessly, and I can't take them on the road for sure. Uh-huh. But another thing is these people in these cars, they got to understand how a truck is. They cut you off like you could stop like a car. They cut you off, and they don't even go, you know. They're constantly texting on their phone. Mm-hmm. They're coming in and out of the lanes. They can't maintain their lanes. I got to go into the shoulder, you know, to get away from them, blow my horn at least 20 times a day, easy. Yeah, and they don't realize that you can't stop when they get in front of you and don't move. Exactly. And I think, I mean, I don't think it will ever happen because you need a lot of stuff for, you know, a lot of people to sign up and a lot of money this would cost. But I think they should, when you get your license, you should have to take a class about respecting the roads for trucks. And even, they, I would volunteer for it. You bring a truck or whatever with the guy loaded, not saying they drive because it's illegal that I have a CTL, but you put them in the passenger seat and you have a road course and you simulate a car cuts you off and you, so they can see how long it takes to stop and how much effort it takes to stop. They could put that on the road test today. With, you know, they got a video. They can make it happen. Sam, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Your thoughts? If you're a trucker, is it too easy to get a trucker license? Is the, are the truck problem, the truck accidents problems of the trucker or the cars getting in the middle? 1-800-283-101.5 and the best car chase. You ever been in, uh, involved in a car chase there? I have not been involved in a car chase, but I totally agree with you. The best cinematic car chase in history is French Connection. French Connection. Uh, And nothing, maybe Bullet comes close. Popeye Doyle. Popeye Doyle, you know, dodging the baby carriage under the uh, <laughs> under the elevated train. It doesn't get any better than that. And that's when cars were cars. Yes. Nobody's chasing anybody in a, in Drive, a cord. Driving you know? a boat through Queens. Yeah, you know. That happened. 730. MyCarls.com. Where they're also brought to you by Real Estate Wealth Associates, the zero-commission-based real estate marketing and wealth-building company with the sole purpose of treating your home as the center of your financial picture. Visit njrewa.com for more info or call 833-885-1671. Steve Trevelis. 
Have you ever been involved in a car chase? Do you think that uh, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan were? They say they were in New York City. Not an easy thing to pull off since we uh, it's so crowded they want to do a congestion tax, but somehow they're able to have car chases. Wendy is on 95 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Wendy. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All, right. All right, we got that part right. going on. What happened? Right, right. So um, this is actually the story of how I got my first speeding ticket. Okay. I was about 19 years old. Right. Uh, just recently got my driver's license. Right. And um, I was um, driving about 70 to 55. Right. And the cop, basically, there was a cop that they caught me, and I was and I was in complete denial that the cop was actually following me because why would I be? <laughs> 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 so I actually just kept driving, right? And right. I I probably drove for a good ten miles, and Get what out. I realized was the cop. <laughs> The cop was still coming, coming after me and following me in a different lane. I actually went off the ramp, right? pulled over, right. and the cop followed me all the way through. And when I realized it was for me, and uh, that was the moment when oh, I realized me. it was me. <laughs> I, I know, me. Oh, wow. But wait a minute. Did, didn't he turn his lights uh, on or anything? Wasn't there, like, sirens? Or? They had their lights on the whole time. I was being totally lame and in denial. I, oh, my God. I, like, down, and when I realized it was actually for me, uh-huh. I was bawling my eyes out to the cop. Oh, oh, so you didn't go with the batting of the eyebrows, you went with the crying no. of the eyebrows. Exactly. And and what did the nice police officer do after he chases you for 10 miles to find you? Well, she asked me, she's like, did you realize that I was I was trying to stop you, and I was like, I didn't realize I'm so sorry. Throw myself at the mercy of the court. And then because I was bawling, I think she was just, like, confused about the whole situation. And now she wasn't even sure if you were speeding. So so did she give you a ticket? I did get a ticket. No mercy. Oh, you know, you went through the trouble of crying and everything, and you didn't even get out of the ticket. Exactly. <laughs> this is why, Wendy, this is why we need PBA cards in New Jersey. This is the whole reason. You see, now we know. <laughs> Wendy, that, that's a great story. So, so, And now you've learned your lesson, and whenever you see a cop in the rearview mirror, whether they want you or not, you just pull over, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just <laughs> yeah, just just in case, because crying ain't gonna work. But thanks. Next time, try like batting your eyes. You know, uh, hang off if I was a girl. It's not gonna matter. All right, when, when, you never know. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. What happened, man? It's New Jersey, right? We chase, therefore we are. We run, therefore we are. Nobody. Wait, one car chase story. I'm shocked. I am shocked. I tell you. Is anybody buying the idea that Prince Harry and Meghan were involved in a high-speed chase through New York, the streets of New York? And what's the uh, best movie that you've ever seen that had a chase scene in it? You know, like I said, French Connection. Nobody's going to beat the French Connection. And again, it's got to be hard to do car chases today because the cars look so lame. You know, I mean, you know, even when you watch, like, uh, the detective shows 
where, you know, there's always the obligatory car chase and you can only do it for so long before, you know, like, well, we don't have time. Our attention span isn't long enough to watch a long winded high speed chase. But uh, have you ever been involved or you ever that situation like Wendy said, where you don't even know it's you. So you're driving along, you got the cop behind you, he's got the lights on, you're thinking, no, I'll get out of his way. And he's behind you, I'll get out of his way. And he's behind you, I'm out of his way. And he's still behind you. And uh, then, then he pulls, and you pull over. If you're, you know, how would you handle that? You know, crying didn't work in this case. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, talking about chases. Have you ever been in a situation where somebody else did something to you? And they take off. And you got to get them. You know, so you get in your car to chase them down. Or do you want to get the plate number? You know, and that's a scary thing, too, because you don't know what their story is. But have you ever been involved in a high-speed chase? Not even a high-speed chase. Have you ever just been involved in a chase? A lot of times with road rage, you know, you'll do something to somebody that you don't even know. Or how about this? You flip somebody the bird. You know, you got to be careful with that. You flip the wrong guy the bird. And uh, next thing you know, they're upset. And they're chasing you down the highway. Have you ever been in that situation? 1-800-283-101.5. Prince Harry and uh, Duchess Meghan say they were coming out of a charity event Tuesday night. And the paparazzi were chasing them all over the place. And uh, the police say, the the cab driver that they got into says, the the paparazzi, but then again, you know, you give him the benefit of doubt because uh, his mom, of course, you know, Lady Di, died in 1997 the result of a high-speed chase 1-800-283-101.5 i'm steve trevelis do stick around minutes under jersey 101.5 weather is brought to you by veteran care services did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan they could pay up to 2200 a month for your medical care see if you or a loved one qualifies call veteran care services now at 1-888-E-Veterans Okay, uh, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan say they were involved in a car chase through the streets of New York Tuesday night after coming out of a charity event with her mom. Her mom. And uh, police say, well, it was a car chase. Photographers, uh, paparazzi who were chasing him pretty much say the same thing. Did it happen? Did it not happen? Your thoughts. But also, have you ever been involved in a chase? Nick is in Denville. Thanks for waiting, Nick. You're on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right, so this goes back a couple of years. Um, I was driving through South Brunswick late at night. You know, it's, it's difficult to see. And this guy, for some reason, was standing in the middle of the street. I don't know why. He jumped on the car as I was driving by right. and did a whole lot of damage to it. Broke my mirror. Broke really? Broke my headlight. Yeah. And the funny thing is he took off. He took off running after he did this. And I was pissed because I, I went to chase after him. At first, I thought he was injured. And then I see this guy running away. Right. So I chase after him. And he takes off through the woods. And I can't I, I can't drive through the woods. No. So I lost it. Uh, but when I called the cops because I had a crash cam to, that recorded it. Oh, I good. Said, Is there anything you guys can do? And he's like, well, we'd have to find the guy first. But uh, no, you, you I don't know if you want to go through insurance or not. I didn't go through insurance because my rates would have gone up. And I had to pay all that damage out of oh. the I was pissed off. I wanted to beat this guy's ass. You know, I imagine if you go back there like the following night, guy's probably still there doing it to somebody else. 
Oh my god! I I drove around that night for an hour looking for this guy. Mm. I thought about checking hospitals to, to find him, and I couldn't find him. Unbelievable! So, Unbelievable! And so you ended up paying for all the damage. How much did the damage cost? Like twenty two hundred dollars. Oh man! There's a lot of damage this guy did, and he took off on me. Yeah, he me off. And this is the kind of stuff you gotta deal with for no for no reason at all. He just does that. Nick, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Last night, we're talking about the congestion tax and how New York is so overcrowded that they want to charge you $23 to drive through uh, Midtown Manhattan after you already paid the toll through New Jersey. And uh, you figure, why are we doing this? People call in saying, well, you know what? Uh, there's so much construction going on. You can hardly drive in New York. And then I see today about a, high, uh, about a chase. And I'm like... How the hell could you actually chase anybody in New York? You're better off getting out of your car, you know. Uh, then again, if you see what walks the streets in New York, you're better off staying in your car. But it would take forever to do a chase in New York. Uh, but then again, you know, uh, Harry and Meghan tried to um, pay for police protection in England that they were denied. Uh, but I understand, like, you know, Harry's mom was killed and uh, in a high-speed chase involving the paparazzi, so I can understand the paranoia there. Uh, but have you ever been involved in a high-speed chase or any kind of a chase? When I worked at Shadow Traffic, there was uh, there was a guy running through the streets of Philadelphia. The police were chasing a guy through the streets of Philadelphia, and the police lost him. And one of our producers, the late Joe Levy, we had cameras on top of the tall buildings and the billboards throughout Philadelphia. Like, they would sell the billboard space, and then we would put cameras on top of the billboards. And in those days, the way you got traffic was uh, the cameras just photographed the city. And uh, we were able to pick the guy up and alert the police as to where he was. And they went and got him. Then it was another time we would do, like, directions. And if you needed directions, you would call, like, Star or whatever it was. You'd get one of our guys, tell us where you are. So they call to get this guy, Scott. And guys, Scott's being a nice guy. I said, where are you? He goes, well, I'm over here in Center City. And he goes, he goes, oh, I got you on the camera. And he goes, oh, really? You can see what I'm doing right now? He goes, yeah. And the guy flips him the bird. Scott hung up. That's the kind of morons we have in Philadelphia. Need directions and then uh, then flip the bird at the guy who's trying to help you. What could possibly go wrong? This summer, let's head to the shore. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free Jersey shorecation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shorecation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic city.com this summer take a free jersey shorecation with new jersey 101.5 yeah 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 the trouble is you and me till 11 o'clock tonight talking all things jersey because that's what we do Go to nj1015.com and check out the uh, Steve Trevely's page. Incredible conversation I had with May Pang, uh, John Lennon's uh, 
Lover from the 18-month lost weekend that happened from 1973 to 1975. If you're a Beatle fan, you're going to want to check it out. If you're not a Beatle fan, still some very interesting stuff. How they met David Bowie, how John got the right with David Bowie, uh, Elton John, how the whole thing ended, and the story of the uh, the last concert that John would play live on Thanksgiving night in New York at Madison Square Garden. And nobody chased him around afterwards, I understand. But uh, it's all there on NJ 101. Five.com. The night before, Jim Babjack from the Smithereens calls in, playing the uh, North to Shore Festival in uh, Asbury Park on June 17th. Sold out show. So we talk about that. Go check it out. All right. If, uh, see, now, Ryan, my producer, and I've been going back and forth on this. He's a youngin, and I'm a parent. And we're like, you know, come on opposite ends. But if something were going on with your children when they go to school, would you want to know about it? Um, there's a New Jersey target school policy forcing teachers to out LGBT students to parents. This is on NJ1015.com. The uh, state attorney general is taking legal action to stop a new Hanover school board policy requiring teachers to tell parents about their child's sexual or gender identity. It was passed at a Tuesday night Hanover School Board meeting. The uh, parental notification of material circumstances policy mandates that teachers must tell the parents if their child is LGBTQ+. Then Wednesday afternoon, Attorney General Matthew Platkin, who uh, got the bid, you know, we got to put our big, uh, our hands, government hands into this, announced that the Division of Civil Rights had filed a complaint challenging the school policy. In a statement, the Attorney General's office called the policy unlawful. Uh, the OAG holds that policy is discriminatory because it affects LGBTQ and plus youth and not other students in the K through 8 district and exposes them to severe harms to their safety and mental health. Well, from what I understand here, so basically they're saying that teachers need to tell their parents. Uh, if they're going to school and they're out in school but not at home, parents should know. Uh, I don't understand. I, first of all, I don't think government should be involved in this. I think it should be uh, left in the family. Uh, like so many things that government has taken over that I think should be left in the family. I don't understand if you're a parent how you wouldn't know what's going on. Uh, and if you're a parent, why it w- you would set up a situation, and I believe the parent because they're the ones that basically control the situation, um, why they would set up a situation where their child couldn't tell them what was going on, couldn't come out to them. But what I also don't like is the idea of putting teachers in the middle of this. You can tell them. You can't tell them. Case-by-case basis, maybe? As a parent, I would want to know. As a parent, I would be upset if the school didn't tell me. Since I'm responsible for the welfare of my child until they turn 18. I get to pay the bills. I get to pick up, you know, pick up the tab. But I also get, you know, the love. I get the responsibility. I get to raise them. And if there's something going on, I'd want to know about it. And should teachers be put in the situation where they can tell or they can't tell or they have to tell? It should it be their responsibility to make that phone call 
and out somebody. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about it? You know, the school board said, all right, enough. Teachers now have to tell the parents what's going on. If their, you know, if their child is LGBTQ+. Guidance from the State Department of Education also requires school staff to be mindful of a student's preference for privacy regarding gender identity. School district personnel should have an open but confidential discussion with the student to ascertain the student's preference on matters such as chosen name, chosen pronoun to use, parental communications, the guidance states. But what about the relationship? What about this? There's two relationships that are going on here. The relationship between the parents and the and the child and the the the, the, the child just seems too too young, you know. Parents and their children. Yeah, there's a better word, right? And the relationship between the parents and the teachers and the school. As a parent, how tight is your relationship with your children? How tight is your relationship with the teachers in the school? And if you're a teacher, does it put you on the spot? That maybe you don't want, you, you're now going to be forced to get in the middle of something that you don't really want to get in the middle of. You care about the student. Teachers care about the kids. Regardless of how limited they can, regardless of how close they're allowed to get with the, you know, with the number of students now that they're teaching and the laws in New Jersey. But teachers care about the kids. And if you took this on a case-by-case basis, it's one thing. But if you're forcing teachers to out students to their parents, is that a good thing? If you're a parent, would you want to know? I don't think the teacher should lie. I think if it comes up and the teacher is flat out asked, they should be able to tell the truth. You know, or maybe a conversation, maybe set up a conversation with the student and the parents. Say, listen, let's all get together and talk about this. Because if you're a parent and you go in and you ask and they don't tell you, that's kind of like telling you anyway. Have you ever been in that situation? 1-800-283-101.5. Should teachers be forced to out LGBT students to the parents? That's what's going on in Hanover. And uh, the state attorney general was fighting it. How do you think it should be? You know, what's what's the responsibility of the school? What business is it of the school to get involved in family life? And this is something I believe that should be left to the family. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy a life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescriptions needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5.
Okay, should teachers be forced to out LGBT students to the parents? That's what's going on in Hanover. Uh, an attorney general has taken legal action to stop a new Hanover school board policy requiring teachers to tell parents about their child's sexual or gender identity. If you're a teacher, how do you feel about this? Is this something that, you know, should you be put in this position? This should be a family thing. You know, I don't know what government is doing in the middle of it to begin with. Uh, was passed at a Tuesday night Hanover School Board meeting, the Parental Notification of Material Circumstances Policy mandates that teachers must tell parents if their child is LGBTQ+. Should, you know, you're putting the teachers in a bad position. And if you're a parent, how do you not know? And how do you, how is it not set up for your child to be comfortable enough to tell you? If you're living in those conditions, give me a call. 1-800-283-101.5. If you're, uh, you know, if you're a kid and you can't come out to your parents, give me a call. Tell me why. If you're a parent, wouldn't you want to know? Because you can never trust the school again. And you need to have some kind of a trust, some kind of a bond of trust with the school. You're paying taxes to that school. You're keeping that school afloat. You know, and you're also, you know, you're responsible for your children. And you should know what's going on. And if the first step in dealing with it is knowing it. And then you could deal accordingly. Maybe get counseling together. You know, maybe, you know, come to some kind of ter- conclusion, some kind of term. Talk it out. You're going to pretty much find out sooner or later. But should it be the school's responsibility to force that decision? one 800 you ever been in that situation? Wednesday afternoon, Attorney General Matthew Platkin announced that the Division of Civil Rights had filed a complaint challenging the school policy in a statement. The Attorney General's office called the policy unlawful. The OAG holds that the policy is discriminatory because it affects LGBTQ plus youth and not other students in the K-8 through district. This just pertains to them. Does everything have to pertain to everybody? Not everything fits everybody, right? We are extremely proud of the contributions LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus students make to our classrooms and our communities remain committed to protecting them from discrimination in our schools. I don't see what that's got to do with. If teachers are letting parents know that their children are out as LGBTQ plus, what has that got to do with? Uh, discrimination in the school. This would be a parental thing. This would be the relationship between the parent and their son or daughter. Guidance from the State Department of Education also requires school staff to be mindful of a student's preference for privacy regarding gender identity. Then maybe the teacher has a meeting with the student. Say, listen, we, you know, we, we need to talk about this. Or meeting with the parent. School district personnel should have an open but confidential discussion with the student to ascertain the student's preference on matters, such as chosen name, chosen pronoun to use, parental communications, the guidance states. 
What is the government doing involved in this in the first place? In a joint letter to the community, the Hanover School Board Wednesday said that Plotkin's complaint included erroneous assertions. Rather, the simple reading of Policy 8463 reveals it requires school staff members to notify appropriate school administrators and a student's parents whenever the staff member is made aware of any facts or circumstances that may have a material impact on a student's physical and or mental health and or social emotional well-being. This is something that falls on the parent. The parent should know what's going on. And if it's a situation where the child doesn't want the parent to know, it shouldn't be incumbent on the teacher to either tell them or hold or keep it a secret. Because now you're putting the teacher in a bad position. one 800 So your thoughts. Should parents be notified if their children who are minors are LGBTQ+. And have you ever been in that situation? one 800 Like I said, for me, you know, if it comes up, yeah, I wouldn't force the issue. I don't think the teachers need to pick up the phone and make the call for no reason. But if it does come up, I don't think teachers should be keeping secrets from their parents, you know, from the uh, parents as well. one 800 What's happening? Get out. Um. So I was in a school not too long ago, relatively speaking, um, and I had friends who were coming out to me as, um, as a part of the LGBT community. Right. And um, some of them, their parents were very supportive, um, and others, not so much. So See, I, I know when you come in here. Yeah. Because that's when out. the phone rings. See that? It's when you come in. See, that's why I bring Ryan in. Because when Ryan comes in, the phone rings. If Ryan's not in here, I'll be talking to myself until 830. But luckily, Ryan's in here now. You know, and again, it's 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 just it, it's I don't know why the school is being put in the middle of it. I don't think they should be. I don't think they, a teacher should lie, but I don't think teachers should out if it comes up, if it's necessary. Why I don't see the problem with it. You know, especially since again, you you you're leading a double life, and if you're a parent. Do you have a right to know what's going on with your children? And again, I, I, what I really don't get from the very beginning, uh, the bottom line, how do you not know? Wouldn't there be something that would give it away? Jenna's is in Bucks County on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jenna. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. I just wanted to... Just give a different perspective. There are many homes that are not prepared to deal with their own teenagers or students' sexuality. And sometimes the schools are the only safe place for the kids to go. So I don't think you want to eliminate that in terms of, like, who should be telling whom. Because I think they sometimes go by the judgment of the students. There are kids that are kicked out of their homes all the time for coming out of the closet and admitting that they're... Okay, but the prop, but the point is, the, the parents, I think, have a right to know, and if they're kicked out, then that's something else. Then that's something that goes to the court. That's something that you know, maybe counseling, maybe something can deal with. But to, I don't think the school should be put in the position to have to keep a secret. It's not their job. Do the parents have the right to know? Yes. The, the parents pick up the tab. The parents are responsible for the health and welfare of their children until they're eighteen. I believe they have a right to know. 
So let me finish my sentence. Oh, I'm do sorry. Have right, do the parents have the right to know if their child or their student has reported that they're being abused to a teacher or a guidance counselor? Do the parents have the right to know that the kids have taken that action? Yes. Sometimes, no, no, sometimes they'll find out eventually. Do parents have a right to know what's going on with their children? For if, me, it's as simple if, as that. If the kids are at risk... And at risk, at risk of at, wait, hold on. At risk in school, I don't see what the parent knowing or not knowing has to do with. At risk at home from the parent, like if the parent finds out, they're going to what? They're going to harm the child. No, and get them out of the house. I think the fact that the kids cannot go to the family first speaks volumes. Exactly. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five, and that's where this all began. And that's where this all begins. I couldn't understand. You know, as a parent, you want to establish that relationship with your children where they can come to you with anything. But if they can't, you still, I believe, the parent has a right to know what's going on with their child. Because they're going to find out anyway. And at least if they know, they're a leg up on how to deal with it. There are so many things in life when you're a parent that you never would have thought of that would happen. They do, and you deal with it. And parents know that, right? Chad knows that. It's, uh, right, you know that. I know that. We're parents, right? We know that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. It's 8.30. 10 minutes on New Jersey, 101.5, weather brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan? They could pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care. See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-VETERANS. All right, in uh, New Hanover, police, uh, police, uh, they passed a policy saying teachers now have to out LGBT students to parents that go to the school. How do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. I believe parents have a right to know what's going on with their children. But I don't think teachers and schools should be put in the middle of the relationship between the parent and uh, the son or daughter. Uh, if it comes up, I don't think the teacher should lie. What do you think? I mean, that just puts the teacher in a bad position. Because you got to be, you got to be trustworthy. You got to be trustworthy with either side. If anything, you know, as far as the student is concerned, look, I'm not going to lie to you. If this comes up, I've got to, you know, I'm going to tell the truth. You know, the truth shall set you free. If you're a parent, I don't understand if you're a parent how you wouldn't know this in the first place, and how you would not love your son or daughter regardless. You know, and I think we get to the point with each passing day where it becomes less and less, you know, of a big deal, where it becomes more and more accepted, thank God. But how do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. You know, the government, they like to live in the middle of your life. So the attorney general, he's taking legal action to stop the policy, to stop the school board. Uh, but I can see the school board's point. Like, what are we doing in the middle of this? You know, the school board is pushing back in a joint letter to the community. The Hanover School Board said Wednesday that Platinskin's complaint included erroneous assertions. 
Rather, a simple reading of the policy reveals that it requires school staff members to notify appropriate school administrators and the student's parents whenever the staff member is made aware of any facts or circumstances that may have a material impact on a student's physical and or mental health or social emotional well-being. Basically, if something's going to happen, if it's a dangerous situation, the parents need to know. And wouldn't you want to know if you're a parent? 1-800-283-101.5. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. How could God forbid something does happen, and the school has to face the parent not telling him? Sorry, it was the law. We couldn't tell you. Now we make laws dividing families here in New Jersey. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Those circumstances include substance abuse, alcohol abuse, pornography, situations involving firearms, depression, antisocial behavior, gang affiliation, long list of other possible factions. However, it does specifically mention sexuality, sexual orientation, transitioning, and gender identity or expression. So one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Where are you on this? Do parents have a right to know? Do parents have a right to know if their kids are out in school? Should they be told? Or let's put it this way. In case of an emergency, or if there's some kind of a dangerous situation brewing, and you know it, should parents be told? You know, and then you have to ask yourself as a parent, are you doing everything possible to make it easy for your children to tell you anything. And that's key. You know, as a parent, what are you doing to make it possible? What's your relationship with your child like, your son or daughter, to make it comfortable that they could go to you with something that you may not like or something that you may not agree with, but yet you can understand because they came to you. You know, has anyone ever come out to their parents? What was that like? You know, maybe if you told me that story, people heard it. It could make it easier for other people. 1-800-283-101.5. Maybe if parents heard stories of people coming out to their parents and what it was like, they could be more understanding. But should the school board, you know, put themselves in the middle of it? You know, they're, they're trying to protect themselves. Believe me, they're not trying to protect you. They're trying to protect themselves. But in that protection, are they causing a dangerous situation? If something were to happen to someone, God forbid, because they were out and the parents didn't know until it was too late, you know, or if the parents knew they could do something about it, take some kind of action to protect the child, their, their, their son or daughter. Again, to me, child is just too young. But where are you? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five, and uh, in New Hanover, now they're going to say it's going to be uh, okay for the teachers to out the students to the parents. Should it be like that in other New Jersey towns? What's it like in your New Jersey town? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. School board called the state's interpretation of the policy erroneous. But it gets more headlines this way, right? The attorney general filed a civil complaint saying the policy discriminates against LGBTQ plus students. 
uh, tweets out Governor Murphy. Hand over, oh, Governor Murphy's got to get involved, right? Hanover Township Board of Education's new policy requiring staff to out LGBTQ students to their parents violates the rights of our students, jeopardizing their well-being and mental health. To the parents, I support the Attorney General in challenging the board's policy. In Platkin, in New Jersey, we will always work tirelessly to protect our LGBTQ plus youth from discrimination. That's why we're challenging the Hanover Township Board of Education's new policy requiring staff to out LGBTQ plus students to their parents. Whoever thought we see the day when government would step into a relationship? You know, and again, I just question the parents and what they're doing or how the relationship got to the point. You know, and the only way to combat something like this is with education, with more and more understanding. You know, you see more and more like shows, movies, TV shows that deal with the subject and give people a better understanding of the subject, make people more comfortable with the subject. But how do you feel about what's going on in Hanover? You know, if there's a dangerous situation with someone, with a student who's out, should the parents be notified? 1-800-283-101.5. New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Hi, 1-800-283-101.5. Hmm. Looking for something here and I'm not finding it. See, whenever you look for something, like, as the commercial runs out, guaranteed, you will never find it. When you're not looking for it, you will trip over it with no problem. All right, we're talking about uh, the law in uh, Hanover where uh, teachers are going to be outing students. I say uh, the students, I think, I think the parents have a right to know, you know, as to what's going on with their kids. And I don't think teachers, though, should be forced to out anybody. But if the situation calls for it, and it's going to basically save a life or alleviate a situation, yeah. Uh, and that should be left to the discretion of the teacher uh, or the school. 1-800-283-101.5. The Attorney General is now going after Hanover Township's Board of Education because of the policy. And I want to know how you feel about it. 1-800-283-101.5. The school board says they got it all wrong. School board says... Uh, that's not what they mean. You know, a simple reading of the policy reveals it requires the school staff members to notify appropriate school administrators and the student's parents whenever the staff member is made aware of any facts or circumstances that may have a material impact on a student's physical and or mental health or social emotional well-being. So that makes total sense to me. If there's something going on that could affect their health, that could affect their student's well-being, let them know. Is it better not to let him know? Those circumstances include substance abuse, alcohol abuse, pornography, situations involving firearms, depression, antisocial behaviors, gang affiliation. I mean, wouldn't it be the responsibility to let the parents know rather than keep them in the dark if stuff like this is going on? 1-800-283-101.5. What am I missing here? I mean, this to me just seems so obvious, you know, as obvious what as what the hell are you doing here? As obvious as you in Ambler. What are you thinking, <laughs> Steve? I, you know what? I've listened to you during this hour, 
and I'm blown away. You don't, you're not even getting callers on this. I know. I know because people are afraid. People are afraid to call in. You know, it's a, you know, it's a, but I don't know whatever it is. But I mean, what do you think? But, you know what it is. You, well, you tell them what you think. Well, Steve, this is what I think. I've raised my kids. Look, my kids are in their thirties. Okay, right, right. So my wife and I, we raised our children twenty years ago. It was only twenty years ago. It was nothing like this. What's going on today? Parents today, they don't care. They. It's almost like they're saying, yeah, we want these politicians to raise our kids. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't, but they should at least have the right to know what's going on, right? That makes the most sense. But see, you know, the school board or whoever's doing it in Jersey, you should be proud of those people that are that are making you parents know what's going on. But yet you've got these government officials. We want to park their ass right in the middle of everything because they know better than the parents do. Gina is in Northtown, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, 101.5. Hi, Gina. Hello. How are you, Steve? Good. How you doing? What are you thinking? Good. Good. Um, I do feel like the parents should know. I'm gay. I'm a a gay adult. I'm 65. Right. Right. Uh, I came out to my mother, my Italian Polish mother, when I was 32. Right. Uh, because an uncle of mine uh, basically called my mother and outed me to her, so I had to admit it to her. Um, but it was one of the best things I ever did because she had no idea. Right. Um, the rest of my family knew. You know, my nieces and nephews knew. My sisters and brothers basically knew. Um, but I just so I was a little afraid to tell my mom, to be honest with you. Um, but she embraced me after that, and it was no big deal. Um, but and who knows? Maybe that's what could happen now. You know? That, yeah. 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 That, I mean, what... in today's age, I don't see why a parent wouldn't know um, because it's so obvious out there. And the kids are more verbal with their parents, and they tell them a lot more. I agree with you. Ann's on Route 9 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ann. Hi, how are you? Good. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that with the teachers getting involved with the students and their genders and, and what they feel, who they are, I think the teachers need to just teach the students and let the parents worry about what's going on with their kids because parents today they're so busy on their phones they're not paying attention to their kids and, and that's the parents they need responsibility. to really yeah i feel like it's a parent's responsibility to understand what their kid is going through and if the kid is afraid to tell their parents uh first and they, and they tell their friends first that speaks volume you're right, Ann. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All Jersey, all the time. It's so nice to talk to you guys. are wonderful. New Jersey 101.5. I'll get you through the night. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, Steve Trevelace. Can you do the night till 11 o'clock tonight? Beautiful Thursday night in New Jersey. Tomorrow we're going to be at the uh, Woodbridge Center by where the Sears used to be. Uh, from 4.30 to 6.30, uh, we're going to be uh, selling incredible deals on meat out of a truck. So you want to come up, you know. I feel like I'm back in my uh, Union City days. We're selling stuff from the truck. <laughs> Here we go.
Not that it fell off the truck, just the truck. Uh, some people know what that means. Some people are smiling now. Other people are going, Dad, what are you laughing at? Never mind. Uh, imagine this. Imagine this. You uh, work for a pizzeria in Philadelphia. You work for Avenue Steaks and Pizza. And you get a phone call. And uh, it's from Taylor Swift's people. Uh, one of my managers called me, said, oh, my God, we got to make pizza for Taylor Swift. And uh, Christian uh, Palamone said, what do you mean? You sure it's her? And as it turned out, it was. And uh, once they validated the original order of 50 pizzas was for Swift and her crew at the Lincoln Financial Field, uh, Palamone got busy preparing. On Sunday, he said, uh, Berks County Natives team called back to add 25 more pizzas to the order, plus cheesesteaks, fries, and the like. And uh, they ended up uh, cooking for uh, Taylor Swift at the uh, concert at Lincoln Financial Field last weekend. We had a monumental task ahead of us, but I knew we had to do it, Palamone said. Uh, he continued, it was like dinner impossible type of thing. And on Sunday at 9 p.m., the South Philly business owner said Swift's team came to pick up the order in two vans. Everybody on the phone was like super supportive. We told them why we couldn't give them a pizza. Once we told them why we couldn't give them a pizza right now, we uh, called back. We were called back in like an hour and a half. We're making pizzas for Taylor Swift. How about that? Right, so people called in. No, no, no. We got to make pizza for Taylor Swift. Everybody's forgiving about that. Took two hours to complete the order. They shut down the restaurant to finish it. And uh, how about that? What a story! Imagine that your business gets a phone call, and that's what I want to do this hour. As a matter of fact, I've got tickets here. I've got a four pack of vouchers, good for tickets to a 2023 Trenton Thunder game. That means you can take the family, you and three other people. Trenton Thunder season's almost here. Opening day at Trenton Thunder Ballpark is June 1st. Don't miss any of the action. For a full schedule and for tickets, visit TrentonThunder.com. Here's what I want to know. We've talked about, have you ever run into a celebrity? Have you ever met a celebrity? How about this? Have you ever worked for a celebrity? Or have you ever served a celebrity? What was the experience like? And the best story, I'll give the tickets to. You're a baseball fan, you want to go to the game, you got somebody you know wants to go to the game. It makes a great graduation present. But have you ever worked for a celebrity? Or done business with a celebrity. And by doing business, I mean, you know, maybe like, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're working in a restaurant, they order something, you're the server. Or maybe you're in a business dealing with a celebrity, you're in a, you know, you're doing something together, an investment, God knows what. But have you ever worked for a celebrity? What do they like to work for? You know, some of them are over the top and we hear about it, like Ellen DeGeneres. You know, and uh, the show eventually got canceled because she turns out she was so nasty to the people that worked for her, allegedly. Uh, and then you got people who were just over the top great to work for. I imagine like Taylor Swift's people. But have you ever worked for a celebrity? Have you ever done business with a celebrity? You know, it's one thing when you see them and you're a fan and they're being nice or not nice, signing the autograph. It's another thing when you're working with them and you see another side to them. Could be an athlete, could be a singer, could be a, an actor, whatever. Have you ever done business? Have you ever worked for a celebrity? Were you ever employed on a crew that they were in charge of? What was it like? I know like Paul McCartney's entire staff had to be vegan. That was like one of the deals. They, they couldn't eat hamburger or whatever. 
And um, I know when John Lennon, when they were producing the Double Fantasy album, they would provide the food. Lenny used to sneak away and get chocolate. But what would that must be like? You know, and if you're in a business, like this pizzeria, imagine like here you are, your phone rings, and uh, it's Taylor Swift, and you hit the lottery. And this is a story you're going to tell forever. That you made pizzas for Taylor Swift. So, I mean, we talked about celebrity run-ins. Have you ever worked for a celebrity? Or done business with a celebrity. And like I said, that could be a musician, could be a singer, could be an athlete, could be an actor, anything. Politician, whoever. What do they treat you like? What do they like to work with? I imagine like you'd have to be a little bit more, um, you know, mindful of the fact that because you're famous, people are going to talk about you. You know, I imagine like a celebrity would have to leave a really great tip, right? If you're, if a celebrity came into your restaurant, came into your bar or whatever and ordered, I'd imagine, right, they would have to leave the big tip. Otherwise they would, you would know, you know, or, or they would, you know, that you're going to talk about them. You're going to tell everybody how cheap they were. And, you know, do you want to get that kind of a brand out? But the best story, I'm going to give you tickets. Four-pack of vouchers good for tickets to a 2023 Trenton Thunder game. Season and opening day is ballpark is June 1st. What is your celebrity story? Not the celebrity run-in story, but have you ever worked for a celebrity? And whoever it could be. You know what? You tell me if you think they're a celebrity. And what was it like? What was the experience like? You know, are they great to work for? Uh, or are they just, uh, you know, looking down on you? Like, I'm the celebrity, you're not. Some guys, they don't want to be looked in the eye. Uh, and some people will go over the top to make sure you're happy. You know, and some people will spend a lot of one-on-one time with people. So you really feel like you're a part of something. You know, you really feel like you've got, I don't know, like a stake in that person. Or like when you do something on the job and even to thank you or we actually get them depending on you. Let's talk to uh, Eric in Manalapan on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Eric. Yes, sir. How you doing? How are you? I'm well. All right. Tell me your story. Chairman of Citigroup, um, you know, the, the bank in New York. Right. And, um, Huge, huge bank. So I put some sculptures in his lobby, and he ended up buying a, a, a bronze apple for seventy five hundred dollars. No, seventy five percent of that. So, where say you cutting out that last part? He ended up buying a bronze apple. Yeah, for seventy five thousand dollars. Wow! And you sold it to him? Yeah. And Good I got you. 10%. So. Good for you. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put your name in the hopper. That could, that could qualify for Trenton Thunder tickets. Best one. Best story is going to get the tickets. I want to know, have you ever met a celebrity, a famous person? Somebody we all know. Somebody we all heard of. And you know what? They're not going to mind if you tell them the truth. You know, they're not going to mind if you, uh, and not so much if you, if it's a good story and you out them, great. If it's a bad story, you know. Who's going to know? It's you and me, right? Whitney's in Hamilton under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Whitney. Hi, 
Hi. How are you? Good. How you doing? Okay. Okay. Tell me your story. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I was working as a waitress. Right. Um, can I give the name of the place? It's, no, it's, it's not even there anymore. They closed up. Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Okay. It was the... Um, the Claremont in East Windsor. Right. Okay. The Claremont. I know where okay. that is. Yeah, but it's it's um, town uh, diner now or something. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was working. I was working there, and um, Andrew Shu from Melrose Place uh-huh. and Amy Robach from Twenty Twenty. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> uh, they came in, and I waited on them, and I'm like, "Aren't you Andrew Shu?" And I knew it was right. And he and he he denied it. He denied yeah. it. He was laughing, but he denied it. Okay. But it was it was them, and and she paid the bill. She, you know, that's I why he denied it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, they were really nice and everything. And um, yeah, she paid the bill, left me a really nice tip and everything. But it was funny because he wouldn't he wouldn't admit to it, and I knew it was him. I just took one look at him, and I knew it was him. <laughs> I remember they used to they used to live in Heightstown someplace. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, by the Petty School. Yes. All right. I'm going to yes. put you in the hopper. Hold on. one 800 Have you ever worked for or served a celebrity or done business with a celebrity? That story is going to get Trenton Thunder tickets. Uh, I want to hear it. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast Trenton 101.5. Weather brought to you by Pet Center in Old Bridge. Adding a puppy to the family can be one of the most joyful experiences of your life. All Pet Center puppies must meet the highest health standards. With the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, visit them at PetCenterNJ.com. Steve Trevelisse. All right, Taylor Swift's people order lots and lots of pizza from a South Philly pizzeria. Have you ever uh, done business with a celebrity? Have you ever worked for a celebrity? You ever had a celebrity... Uh, Spend lots and lots of money in your establishment. 1-800-283-101.5. The best story is going to get a four-pack of vouchers good for tickets to a 2023 Trenton Thunder game. You bring four people, you, three others. June 1st is when it all opens up. TrentonThunder.com. Amy's in New Hope on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Amy. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. So uh, I have to say I was hit on by Bobby Weir. Of the dead? years ago. Of the dead. I had no idea who it was. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my customers, his brother did sound for the Grateful Dead, and he kept inviting me backstage. And I'm like, ah, I like the Grateful Dead, but, you know, take someone. So finally I gave in. I'm sitting backstage, and this guy with long hair shorts it keeps hitting on me i'm like you know what i'm gonna tell this roadie leave me alone I'm, I'm good right and i decided not to i go out front and all of a sudden this guy is now in long pants and his hair is down and i said who is that he said bobby Weir. i had no idea and what'd you do i was a little embarrassed but i also got to have good conversation with uh, jerry garcia later on so, uh, yeah. But wait a minute. You didn't succumb? You didn't, like, he's, he, you're getting hit on by Bobby Weir of the Grateful Dead and you didn't? I had a boyfriend. Nah, I had a boyfriend. You didn't dump the boyfriend for Bobby Weir at the Grateful Dead? You didn't tell him to go trucking? I mean, really? Had I known later on, you know. Oh, later on. Yeah, really? A little naive. And I also am a picture frame. I used to frame Teddy Pendergrass's uh, keys to the cities. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do we get from Bobby Weir to Teddy Pendergrass? Uh, it's my profession. 
What do you do? I'm a picture framer. Oh, you're a picture framer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you frame people. Okay. I fr- I am. Perfect in Jersey. So so what was it what was Jerry Garcia like? Mellow. He was just very cool. He was down to earth. He just was very genuine and uh just such a nice laid back guy. I, nice. I can imagine that. Not full of himself, you uh, know. Bobby Weir was full of himself? No, he's a little bit of an ego, but uh No, he's, <laughs> he's Bobby Freaking Weir of the Grateful hey, Dead, right? Hey. Had I known, you know, maybe uh, we both could have put a little notches on her, uh, you know. Bed. Oh, look at this. Now she wants to put the notches on the bedpost. Yeah. Where were you when he needed you? Still too late. Yeah, where were you when he needed you? I'm going to put you in the hopper. Hold on. Uh, let's go to Paul and Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Paul. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Great. So I have a few stories. Okay. First of all, I used to wait on Bruce Springsteen uh, about 20 years ago in a diner in uh, Shrewsbury. I used to come in all the time. What did you do in the diner? I was a waiter. Okay. Really? Okay. You And you waited on Bruce? Him and Patty, his in-laws, the kids, yeah, all of them. How are they, what are they like? Bruce is a, they're all great. Bruce is a great guy. Uh-huh. They, Breakfast would come like the fifty dollars and leave me like a fifty dollar tip. So, well, about that. Yeah, he was great. I always hear he's a class act. Up. Yeah, Bon Jovi, not so much. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bon Jovi come in with his family and leave a five dollar tip. Get out! Nope. Oh, come on, he wrote about the diner, right? He's got Tommy in there. He's got Gina in the diner, and all he leaves five dollars. No wonder she was living on a prayer. Nobody wanted to wait on him every time. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> we know who you are. Fight out with That's why Gina had to leave the diner. <laughs> exactly. I, I like that. <laughs> now, okay. the last one, yeah. Recently, about eight months ago, my son owns a restaurant in Red Bank. Right. And uh, we got a call if we can make Jay, Le- Jay Leno was at the Count Basie Theater. Uh-huh. And make him uh, food him and his crew. And he came down actually to pick it up with his crew. What a nice guy. I love Jay Leno. I, I met, uh, oh, Yeah. Great. I was with him a month ago opening the NJ, the Bergen County Pack. He opened it and I met him there. What a great, what just a class act all the way, Jay Leno. He is. He was really classy. He was a great guy. He gave us a big tip and everything. He was a great guy. Uh, you know what? He's got all that Tonight Show money that he never touched because he lives on his stand-up. So. And he's got no kids. You want to be nice to Jay Leno, right? Anybody. <laughs> all right. I'm going to put you on hold, Paul. Those are good stories. Those are good stories. All right. All right he's in the running. I got I got uh, three sets here of tickets to give out. Let's go to Annie's in New Providence on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Annie. Hi. How are you, Steve? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me your story. Okay. So I worked for a company out of Spain by the name of Yadro for 20 years of my life. Right. Uh, approximately, um, I'm going to say 15 years ago. Well, maybe more than that. Okay. Um, and I was in the field and I went on tour with a family member. Now, I had been there maybe 12 years at the time before I did this. 
And so I first went to Wauwatosa, Wisconsin at Two Marshall Field and I sold some pieces. I met a lovely Indian woman who purchased a Lord Ganesh for her crash. She just bought a home in Wauwatosa. Right. And um, she came to the signing event to look for something for this niche. And so we had the last Lord Ganesh available that we knew of in the country and all over Europe. And I said, you have to buy this. Juan Z's coming tomorrow and he's going to sign it for you. Uh And so she purchased it. She was so excited. So the next day, everyone comes, Juan Z's there. Everyone's dressed up to the nines getting their pieces signed. And so Juan Z's up there and the the lovely woman comes up with her Lord Ganesh. Well, they unpack it for her. She doesn't come up with it. Um, and um, he's signing it. Before he signs it, she says, wait a second. I would really like for Anne-Marie Marie to come up. So, of course, she went and got me and I, I went up. And I, you know, and he was kind of impressed. How about that? So, nice. Yeah. So the signing event went very, very well. And the next day, we were on our way to Chicago. Right. Now, I'm a real regular girl, but, you know, I'm funny. So we're in the car. Angie's driving. She's a sales representative for that particular territory. I'm from New York, New Jersey. Right. But, so she's out. Annie, listen, listen, Annie, I got to hit the news. Can I put you on hold? Okay. Okay. I, I will put you on hold. Hold on. It's uh, 931. Number five, New Jersey weather brought to you by Real Estate Wealth Associates, a zero commission based real estate marketing and wealth building company with the sole purpose of treating your home as the center of your financial picture. Visit NJREWA.com for more info or call 833-885-1671. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelisse. Have you ever worked for a celebrity or done business with a celebrity? Uh, Regina, hold on. We got Annie in New Providence who was telling a story earlier. I had to interrupt her for the news. Annie, continue. Oh, oh it's great. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Yes. Um, so now after this signing event and uh, we're heading to Chicago and we are in the car, and Angie's driving. It's her territory. And uh, he's in the front, and I'm in the back. And we're going to the signing event, and we're just chit-chatting. And he looks at his ticket. He goes, oh, because he asked me, where, you know, what, what, what my flag, I don't know, but around 10 o'clock. And he goes, that's the flight I'm on. We're on the same flight. So I said, okay, great. And so he's looking at his ticket, and he goes, oh, we're on a, the name of the plane is a Volker, but the way it sounds in Spanish is the S, and then an upper at the end is what it sounds like. So I turn to him, while I'm facing him, and I say, one V. Your parents would be so upset with the way you just said that to me, what what, what you said to me. Right. And he was like, no, 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 Hunnery, Hunnery. It's, it's a type of plane. I go, yeah. And then I said to him, yes, I know. I was only kidding with you. 
and he's a very snooty kind of guy, so he had to laugh over it like he never had before. Well, after that, guess what? I was the queen. I he he could never be snooty again. Anything I did, he was like hungry and stem in my head. I, he needed me for everything, and um, it was kind of nice. And he even and it's so funny he's not like that. And he actually when we did land and we were on the same flight, um, that's he my bag for me. He carried my bag, and I told people this, and they were like, "You know." That is excellent. I'm going to put you in the hopper. Hold on. That's good. Regina is in Voorhees on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Regina. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. So my story was about 30, 30 plus years ago, I was working for a caterer out of South Philadelphia. Right. And we had a job in Girard Estates. And there's a few single homes in Girard Estates. And the woman who was giving the party was a very small, intimate party, around 10 people, was the director of the Philadelphia Opera House. Right. We didn't know who was going to attend the party. It was only two of us working. Very intimate dinner. Before dinner, there was a little cocktail serving in their living room. So as I was just, you know, walking around, making drinks and serving them, I, this presence was like in the shadow. It, that's, what it, that's what I remember it. And it was Pavarotti. Wow. So I look at him and he, he looks at, and none of us knew he was there, right. I guess for his privacy. He was very humble, very sweet, but such a big presence. Yeah. Very, very nice, very um, engaging. But man, he's very short, by the way. Oh, really? What a big voice. Very, but very soft spoken, very engaging. And I serve him a drink. I serve him a few drinks. Right. But he was very nice and talking and asking, you know, what my name was and things like that. I was starstruck. I really was. I just thought that was. <laughs> he was just so lovely. Yeah. And that would they leave you a nice tip or anything? No, it, we got paid very well for that party. Mm. But just the living room. You're in someone's living room, and the, those houses aren't. Oh, very right. Okay, I see you catering. So really, you know, 10, maybe 10 guests and two servers. So we really like served dinner. They sat at the dining room table. It was just like they were in my house. Wow. The coolest thing ever. And I tell this story to everybody. And every time I say it, my kid goes, oh, we know, we know. <laughs> I tell that story every day. That's amazing. It is amazing. I thought that was the coolest thing, especially someone like him. He's so iconic. Did he sing after dinner? <laughs> no, no. I, I would imagine they were doing something in, at the opera house, and then this woman every year holds this party, but he just happened to be at this party this particular year. That's great. So that's my most famous story I tell everybody. <laughs> that is an incredible story. I'm going to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Tell me the story. Have you ever done business with a celebrity? Have you ever worked for a celebrity, served a celebrity? Like Taylor Swift's crew got pizza from a South Jersey, uh, uh, sorry, South Philly pizzeria for the concert they did at Lincoln Financial Field over the weekend. I want to know, 1-800-283-101.5. When you meet them, they're one way. When you do business, with them is something totally different. Or is it? You know, some celebrities are gracious to work with. They're fantastic. Others are not so much. What was your experience like? 1-800-283-101.5. Could be like maybe you served them in a restaurant. 
ran into them in a bar, served them in a bar. Maybe you went there into a business dealing with them. We've had some great stories so far, like the Pavarotti story, uh, Bruce Springsteen, fantastic tipper, Bon Jovi, from what we hear, not so much. I don't know, but I'm just going by what I hear. What's your story? 1-800-283-101.5. We run into so many celebrities in New Jersey. You know, uh, you're not sure if it's them when you see them, but when you actually serve them, when you actually do business with them, what is that like? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever served a celebrity? Ever had like your business cater to a celebrity? What was that like? 1-800-283-101.5. The best stories are going to get tickets. Trenton Thunder four packs, vouchers. Good for tickets to a 2023 Trenton Thunder game. Trenton Thunder season's almost here. Opening day at Trenton Thunder Ballpark is June 1st. Don't miss any of the action. For a full schedule and for tickets, visit TrentonThunder.com. 1.5. This summer, take a shortcation. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free Jersey shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word and Enter it on a New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, AtlanticCity.com. Hard Rock Hotel, AtlanticCity.com. You could win a free shortcation. Good luck from New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelisse looking to hear your stories of uh, working for a celebrity. Ty is in Bordentown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ty. Hey, back in the day, probably 60s, 60s, early 70s, there was a place outside of Lamberville called the Lamberville Music Circus. St. John Terrell ran it. St. John Terrell was also the guy that played George Washington when they crossed the Delaware on Christmas Day. But they had a lot of big acts, a lot of big acts back in the day, Al Hurt, uh, Louis Armstrong, all of it. Anyway, there was a little restaurant next to the music circus called the Barnum, and my parents ran it. And my mom was very bougie. It came to setting up the table. The tablecloths had to be fancy. The flowers, the silverware, just right. Chicago comes walking in because we were, they were, my dad and mom were to feed them, and yeah, and they came in, sat on the floor, Indian style. And my mom was like, "No, no, 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 you're over here at the table." They're like, "No, nah, we're good." And they sat, they sat on the floor, Indian style, and ate their dinner. <laughs> wow, wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So, what was it like? Yeah. What were they like? Kid, I don't remember. They, they're not. My mom and dad said they were cool. They were nice, nice people. You know, hippies back in the seventies. You know how everybody was. Uh-huh. All love and good and good stuff. But uh, he ran that, and that was the best story. I, I didn't really go. I was too little, and I didn't even know who they were much of. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty cool story. I love that. Hold on, you're you are you are going in the hopper. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Let's go to uh, Heather's on the Parkway on New Jersey one zero one point five. Hey, Heather. Heather, you there? I'm not hearing anything. Let's uh, let's go to Blaze. Blaze is in Philadelphia. What's up, Blaze? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. I'm celebrating. You sound like you're celebrating. You okay? No, I'm disabled from an accident. Oh, okay. I'm celebrating nine years of gay marriage legalized. 
Oh, congratulations. Yes, me and my husband. But I was on an LGBT cruise with Chaka Khan. Really? 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And usually you go on a cruise with a group of people. Right. I was going with a friend. My friend backed out. Uh-huh. Like the day before. So I went by myself. And they happened to put me at Chaka Khan's table. Oh, my God. There was only one seat left. Uh-huh. So me and her hung out the whole week because she doesn't have room for, like, a couple or a bunch of friends. Right. So we would walk around the cruise. And you would go in where they sell you the the photos that they take, there was a place you could actually take pictures in there. Mm-hmm. We were just walking around. We wandered in there. We got in. And I said, would you like to take a picture? And I said, okay. She goes, yeah, okay. We got her picture. There was a line for her. And she's like, oh, no. It's not that kind of party. Uh-huh. She didn't have no makeup or nothing. Oh. I have all the best pictures. She had uh, pajama parties in her suite and everything that I got to go to. And then afterwards, she had like her dressmakers and all that I got to meet. One was from Philadelphia. And I got to be friends with them afterwards. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to put you in the hopper. Keep going now. Best stories of working for a celebrity. Not New York, not Philadelphia. For the Garden State's most reliable weather forecasts, count on Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Weekdays on New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey time time is 10.09. I'm Steve Trevelis. We get it almost every night. We're talking about celebrities that you have worked for. 1-800-283-101.5. Everybody's got those stories, and I want to hear yours. Let's go to Heather on the Parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Heather. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing okay. I'm sorry I hung up on you before. I know. I went and everything, and you weren't there. That's all right. You're here now. That's what's important. I was driving home. It's been a long day. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you work? Um, I actually, right now at this point, I work for a veterinary dermatologist. A veterinary? You mean like dogs with acne? uh, Skin diseases and stuff. Allergies, all kinds of fun stuff. Lucky uh, you. Yeah, I know. It's it's a lot, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I also do dog grooming. And uh, when I was... Uh, now it's probably 20 years ago when I was uh, in dog grooming school up in Cliffside Park. Right. I actually uh, got to take care of uh, Polly from the Sopranos dog. Oh, really? It was, uh, it was it was pretty cool. He was very nice. He was he was a good guy. Had a little white fluffy dog, you know. But I remember being all you know, I'm all fresh in dog grooming school and young, and I'm like, oh my god, if I screw this up, I'm gonna get whacked. <laughs> <laughs> What was he? What was he like to work with? Was he a cool guy? Yeah, he was very nice. He Tony was, yeah, he was, he was a good guy. He was very nice, you know. So it was, but you know, but we all had we had jokes going the whole day. We're like, oh my god, don't screw this up. 
And, and the DJ didn't screw it up, right? No, no, it was all good. He was happy. He was good to go. Um, I love that. Yeah, I've also, I got, let's see, who else? I get, I've gotten to take care of uh, yeah. Janine Garofalo's dog. Really? At one point. What yeah, was she her like? Dog had, she was very nice also. She was very gracious. Her dog uh, it was working at a veterinary hospital, and her yeah. dog had an eye issue. And oh, man. Take care yeah, and uh, uh, Mike Sorrentino from Jersey Shore, he had his he dog. He took care of the situation's and, dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, whole, the whole MTV crew was there. That, uh, was, that, that, yeah, that was the whole situation. <laughs> did the dog have a six-pack? No, no, he did not. Uh, the dog, <laughs> dog drank a six-pack, right? <laughs> wow, you got to groom everybody's dog. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, at the vet hospitals, I was just taking care of them. The only, the only one I actually groomed was uh, Paulie uh, Walnuts. Paulie's dogs. Yeah. Well, I did was, a little bit, a little bit of everything with the dogs. What was Paulie <laughs> Walnuts' dog's name? God, it was twenty years ago. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm going to put you on hold. Hold on, Heather. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Let's go to Carol in Tom's River. Hi, Carol. Hey, Steve. It's your favorite, Carol. Oh, how you doing? Record contract. There oh, you go. Oh, my allergies are killing me. Oh, my God. I'm in, I'm in agony. Anyway, I, Bruce came up to me on Norwegian Cruise Line. He held up the ship for four hours. He was taking a chef. And he paid all the union dock workers' wages. So he's not cheap. I worked with Joan Rivers at Lord & Taylor. Except I chose better doctors than she did. And I also met Jane Fonda and Ted Turner when I was skiing in Montana. And I was playing U2, and the Edge came over to me at the Park Tavern and put his hand on my shoulder and said, thank you for playing my music. Uh-huh. And I just, uh, I just Sybil Shepherd as a model. And they only photographed her from the head up because she had heavy legs. And then I forgot to even tell him, Jackie Kennedy, because she shopped at Bond with Teller when I did my internship. You know everybody. You know everybody. How how do you know all these people? Uh, they, uh, they're all attracted to me. What can I tell you? Yeah, so, so what was it like? But, what, but wait a minute. What was it like? What were they like? What was it like to work with them? Uh, like, were they cool people? Were they nasty? Yeah, no, they, were they yeah, fun? No, they were cool. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, yeah. they were all cool. So who was the yeah, coolest? Who was the one you had the most fun with? Well, Bruce. When he came over, he said, hi, Carol. How you doing on a cruise ship? I mean, he was yeah, that was nice. Guy. Remembered who you were and everything. That's really nice. Yeah, definitely. And even my niece, uh, Bruce, was in, in the in the Bahamas. Right. And, her, and he was walking along the beach playing his guitar. And he said to this couple, what are you doing here? We're getting married. He went and he played at the wedding for free. Bruce did? Yeah. And yeah. I have pictures... My friend down here, right. my friend down here trained his son to be a fireman at Jersey City, and his son looks exactly like a Sam. young Bruce. Yeah, he really yeah. does. He re- and oh, you know what? Right. How cool is that? That he's Bruce Springsteen's son. He doesn't have to work if he doesn't want to, and he chooses yeah. to go become a fireman. That that's noble, man. That's terrific. It's amazing. And you know what? He was in line at Jersey Freeze, uh-huh. and everybody was letting him because my niece was there for him. And he, and, and they, he, he, they said, "Bruce, go ahead." He says, "No, I'm no different than you. I'm waiting in line just like you are." How about that? How cool yeah, but the that? only thing is, then everybody waiting in line is going to want to talk to him when he goes all the way up to the front. <laughs> I think well, if I, I were him, I'd, I'd be better you, off coming you, back. Bon Jovi's not nice. Bon Jovi's not nice. Not the one with it. You don't like no. Bon Jovi? Why not? 
Uh, <laughs> no, not on the radio. Not on the radio. Let's get back. Let's no, get back to Bruce. No. What about Jane Fonda? What's she like? Oh, she was very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, when she was married, so t- yeah, she was very lovely to speak with. You mm. know, we had it. Montana was beautiful. They had a lot of property there. Oh, nice. And uh, they, oh, yeah, there was so it's it's gorgeous out there. I I stayed at the Huntley Lodge. It, it was absolutely gorgeous. Look at you dropping there. names. And Joan Rivers, what was she like? Oh, she was cool. She was cool, except I was smarter. I was the better doctors. <laughs> ah, okay, all right. You were smarter than Joan Rivers. And what about, now, exactly. wait a minute, the edge from you, too. What was the edge like? Oh, he was cool. Yeah. He was sitting at, he was sitting at the bar, because you and I are both diehard giants, man. We better mm. do it this year. And, I hope so. Uh, he, he was sitting across the bar, and I when I, came, when I went into the park tavern, I, I played you, too. And he came over to me and put his hand on my shoulder and said, thank you for playing my music. Oh, man, you see, that's humility. That's it, right? Exactly. How about that, right? I like that. Yeah. He probably and still goes at, up to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sean O'Hara was his bodyguard. Sean O'Hara was the Edge's bodyguard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's Eli's yeah. co-host. How about that? <laughs> and I was at the concert when Kelly was up in space, and they had it at the Meadowlands, and Kelly was talking to you, too. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> at Look at this. Concert. See, you, you, you know everybody, and you do business. Now, now, again, how do you do business with these people? <laughs> well, I, I'm not, not doing it anymore. I'm done, you know. Well, when you but did. Ashley, and I also, I also saw Bruce when he played till 8 o'clock in the morning I was there. But, I mean, again, what did you do? Like, what was your business? What did you do? Well, well, I, I actually went to college for fashion interior decorating, uh-huh. and I dressed the models on Fashion Runway. Oh, I actually really? met Jackie Kennedy, too. So you she dressed her for the Fashion color. Runway, or you are you in the fashion uh, business, oh, and so that's how you guys so, met? Yes. So, well, Sybil Shepard, I dressed the models on Fashion Runway. But that. they only photographed her from the head up because she had heavy legs. You did, you did mention that a couple of times. I like that. Yeah. All right, Carol. Good stuff. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Vince Martell from Vanilla Fudge is going to be performing a one man show that we're going to be telling you all about in just a few minutes. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. We got so many great stories. So many great stories. And uh winners are going to get a four pack of vouchers. Good for tickets to a twenty twenty three Trenton Thunder game. Trenton Thunder season's almost here. Opening day at Trenton Thunder Ballpark is June first. Don't miss any of the action for a full schedule and for tickets, visit TrentonThunder.com. And uh coming up we got Vince Martell. After that, headlines and treblines. So if I were you, I wouldn't go anywhere. And if you do want to call, the number is 1-800-283-101.5. 101.5, New Jersey Weather brought to you by At Home Recreation. Right now, on your new swimming pool purchase, get 12-month, 0% finance, plus a free pool light and free automatic pool vacuum. Plus, they're offering 33% off their regular pool prices and save 20% off installation price. Visit athomerecreation.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Deco Entertainment has been doing a great job with these up-close and personal pieces. Uh, We had Joe Bouchard from Blue Oyster Colt on a couple of weeks ago. And uh, now the next person, which is going to be uh, May 20th, excuse me. 
I just had a sneeze there, uh, which is going to be this Saturday night, May 12th, May 20th, up close and personal with Vince Martell from 8 to 10 p.m. You know him from Vanilla Fudge. Uh, you know him from that great guitar work. You know him from that voice. You keep me hanging on. Uh, here he is on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Vince. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Doing great. How about you, pal? Yeah, very good. Thanks. My pleasure. Oh man, tell me, tell me about this night. What can we expect on May twentieth, Saturday night? Uh, well, May twentieth is a very cool gig. It's uh, myself. Actually, it's not just me alone. It is. It's also Peg Pearl on keyboards. Right. And then towards the end of the show, we're going to bring up Pete Remy, bass player with the Vanilla Fudge, uh, joining us, and also J.C. Richards on bongos for the last uh, handful of tunes at the end of the night. But. Uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, myself doing guitar and, again, Peg Pearl doing some singing, and then she jumps on the keyboards. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. We're going to do some fudge, some original, some 60s, you know, give the people a little uh, taste. Of, a little bit of variety. Yeah, there you go. A little bit of variety. Now, tell me, what are the, you know, I always wondered about this, because your music came out during the 60s. What are the 60s songs that you love playing? that you didn't play on, that, you know, that weren't yours? Uh, ask me that again. Why? What are some of the 60s songs that you love playing? What were some of the 60s songs that we didn't do? Yes. No, no. What are some yes. of the 60s? Like, what are the, some of the 60s songs that, you know, you didn't do them then, but you love playing them now? Oh, I, see, well, you know, what it is with me is I like a lot of tunes, and what we like to do, what we did with the fudge, is just rearrange everything. I always got a different angle to to try to throw into something different, add something to it. So, uh, you know, we do on that Spirit of 67, we do uh, Give Me Some Lovin'. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of tunes we like doing. I like doing Beatles stuff. We were offered to do a, a whole Beatle album to redo the White Album. Really? Vanilla Fudge style, yeah. Vanilla Fudge style. And, you know, we did a Zeppelin uh, tribute to them because they opened up for us when they first came to the U.S. How about, I didn't know, I didn't know that. How about that? You didn't know that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We gave them their first break. Yeah, our management people, uh, we were concerts east, and they wanted to break in, and uh, Peter Grant wanted uh, to uh, to break in the, the guys. And uh, so that's what we did. We gave them... Our first opportunity, that was like, uh, you know, 68, 69, actually. And, what was uh, their, what were they like back then? They were very cool. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Robert Plant, uh, you know, he put something down on his website later on that they, they were, we were everything that they wanted to be, is what he said on his really? web. Yeah, really. And uh, uh, me and Mark Stein, the organist from the Fudge, went up to, uh, the hotel with him, he wanted to show us his record collection that he brought over from England. He brought a, uh, a Victrola with him, uh, you know, record player. That <laughs> sounds like ancient stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is this record player you speak of, Vince? <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, right. And uh, so, you know, he wanted to show us all the tunes we were doing, and then we gave him some ideas. Some of the guys in the project gave me ideas to move more. Robert Plant, you know, do more moving on stage. So it was that, you know, they... It just ended up, you know, Carmine made good friends with Bonzo, mm -hmm. the drummer, and, uh, wow. uh, you know, they, they was, uh, Jimmy Page was using the telecaster back then. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a whole different thing, but they were coming on. They were 
And we were like at the end of our trip. We were like tired of each other, actually. We <laughs> <laughs> get together so long. So we were up and taking a break. And what happened is they took off and all the big management people, everything got behind them. And they really took off. We needed a break from each other because we were together for three years. We had maybe two two-week periods off in three years. We wow. played so many places. It was, uh, by the way, let, let me just throw something in tonight. I did a great gig tonight with a great band. You ever hear of the band called Suitcase Murphy? No, but this sounds, I love the name. Suitcase Murphy. Suitcase Murphy, yeah. They've been together like 44 years, these guys. Big band, rock uh -huh. band, two keyboards, two guitars when I'm, when I'm in with them. There's two guitars, congas, bass, drums, uh, harmonies. I'm telling you, we had a, a great time. Played at the Crystal Lake in Haddon Heights tonight. And nice. It's just a a great band. I mean, so the listeners want to pay attention when they hear Suitcase Murphy is coming around again. Check it out because it's a lot of fun. These are great people, and it's a big, big sound. So, I mean, I'm rocking all the time. You know, that's that's. You never stop. You never stop, Vince Martell. What's it like for Suitcase Murphy, right, when they're going to play the gig and they realize they got Vince Martell playing with them? That's got to be intimidating for them. Well, I'll tell you, they're really nice cats. They, you know, and the, the, the problem is, that, you know, we don't rehearse. So, like, they know all their stuff. I like, I, I got to be a little careful where I start doing my accents on the guitar because if you're not paying attention, you end up, you know, the, the band hits one chord, you're on another. You know, it's one of them for yeah. me. Because I'm like the new guy in the block, so to speak. But a lot of the stuff I know, and a lot of stuff they, they do, you know, Santana, great. They, they do a bunch of stuff that the people love them. We played there tonight, and everybody, it was a big car show thing that they had. And everybody just loved it. Just great people. Yeah, to tell everybody, keep their ears open for Suitcase Murphy. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, the feds, you know, we're still doing stuff. we got something coming up in June, I think. Kent, Ohio, or something like that, and but I'm into recording again. You know, like I said, we we were we did a uh, Spirit of '67. We did the tribute to the Led Zeppelin, all nice. rearranged. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I'm and I'm talking to some other people now about doing some more recordings, and uh, it, because it, that's coming back again. You know, the LPs and all that. It's about time. Right, it's a you know what people oh, want sure. to strap in and listen to the concept album, and uh, now May twenty is going to be Saturday night, eight to ten p.m. up close and personal with Vince Martell. So this is like this is your favorite music. This is what you love. This is what makes you tick. And it's going to be some sixty stuff, and it's going to be some fudge stuff. It's going to be some some original stuff. And uh, you know what, you still have as much fun playing now. As you did back then, am I right? Oh, of course. I I play the guitar. I would say just about every day, if not every day, because it's it's like therapy. It's therapeutic. It's beautiful. You can get your ideas out. You got to keep your chops up. Deco Entertainment, D E K O, beautiful people. They're putting this thing together. I saw Joe Bouchard there last month, uh -huh. and it's. It's just a lot of fun because it's a small, there's only like a small amount of tickets. So you have to like try to get in there. I think uh, what I have here is VinceMartel.Eventbrite.com. Yeah, Eventbrite.com slash up close personal with Vince Martel vanilla fudge tickets. Uh, and you can get them. And uh, this would be the time to do it because the concert is Saturday night. Vince, thanks so much for coming on, my friend. 
God bless you. Factory Records, everybody. Come on down, say hello, and let's talk and, you know, sign autographs, whatever the public wants. Uh, these these are absolutely great shows. Vince, we'll talk soon. 1-800-283-101.5. Headlines and trev lines coming up. 10.30. 1.5. Weather brought to you by At Home Recreation, offering 60-month 0% financing on their huge inventory of American Whirlpool spas and swim spas. As low as one sixty a month, they're up to thirty eight hundred dollars instant rebates. Visit at home recreation dot com. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Steve Trevely, it's a Thursday night. Ryan Bissell is here with me. Vince Martell, what a great guy. Huh? He was such a nice guy. And, and uh, I mean, I went to one of the uh, up close and personal things they had. Uh, when they had it with uh, Dave Bickler, who was the lead singer of uh, Survivor, when they had their hit uh, "Eye of the Tiger," and uh-huh. he, uh, it was incredible seeing that performed live. They like performed like a mini version of it, kind of as like a teaser, like an acoustic thing to start the show. Uh-huh. And at the very end, they had the full band together, and he's up on stage singing. It was so cool. It's a small room too. It's just, it's only like forty five people. Yeah, at the very end, they just like take a couple steps off the stage, put their instruments down, and everyone just lines up. You know, you can go over, have a mini conversation, whatever about you want. That? It's really cool. I definitely recommend it. I love the concept. Are right, you ready? Think so. Let's do it. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. I was just thinking the same thing. All right. New Jersey has a lot of state things, but one thing we don't currently have is an official state juice. We don't have a juice? Not an official state juice, but that could be changing. It's very well possible that uh, the government that we could be getting a state juice as cranberry juice, of all things. Cranberry juice? Yes. Uh, and this is a little bit weird. Because, well, I can see that, right? I mean, we have a lot of cranberries. Then we got to get a state vodka. We don't have a state vodka. We, we should have a state. We're going to get a state vodka. We're going to have cranberry juice. We'd have a state vodka, right? Yeah, we have a lot of distilleries and breweries and stuff. I don't see why we couldn't. Um, although I think it's kind of weird, though, because our state fruit is the blueberry. But right. they don't. But there's no blueberry juice. Like they Have don't you sell ever that. bought blueberry juice anywhere? I, I see. You, they make blueberry juice in like conjunction with something else. Like they make like pomegranate blueberry like they, juice. Yeah, they'll they'll mix it. But yeah. blueberry juice as it's as 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 a whole by itself. I would buy it. But you would? I would. I think I would. You know what? I've never. You have you ever had it? I, I mean, I that's I haven't. So I can't say. But I, mean, well, I maybe love there's a reason why they don't do the blueberry juice. Like maybe it doesn't juice well. That's a good possibility. It is like a chunkier fruit, kind of like... This is your homework assignment. Get blueberries. Put them in a blender. <laughs> Try it. Oh, man. See what it tastes like. Take the skin off, maybe? You need to? Uh, you got, now, you got to do that, right? I yeah. mean, you don't take the skin off grapes. But how do you make grape juice? You go to Welch's. Why don't we grape juice? We have Welch's grape juice right here <laughs> in New Jersey. And they're not the official juice of New Jersey? How right. could that be? It's, I don't know, but uh, it's... Ocean. Isn't Welch, Welch's grape juice a Jersey company? don't know. Let's see. Welch's, NJ. Yeah, Welch's. Uh, working at Welch's in Somerset, New Jersey. There you go. Yeah. How come Welch's isn't the official juice of New Jersey? I don't know. The picture they use on the website is for Ocean Spray as well. But that that is for cranberries. Uh, they, okay. That's like their big thing. So, um, A new law coming to New Jersey could stop uh, thieves from stealing from your vehicle. Um, there's going to be a law uh, that changes the definition of what scrap metal is. 
Oh, for catalytic converters. Yeah, so they can't take your catalytic converter and sell it anymore. They're going to be required to have uh, to have some documentation and as well to be uh, part of a company, uh, a registered business that collects, stores, or sells those catalytic converters. So you can't just uh, show up with your catalytic converter and sell it anymore. Ah, okay, that's yeah. good. So people were, because I, I believe they have platinum in them or something, which makes them super expensive. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. Um, half of American pet owners say that their pet is their soulmate. Um, and lonely, lonely people we have in this world because <laughs> we don't spend enough time with each other, right? They, they 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 go on social media, right? They'll go on the computer, but as far as like one to one people, forget about it. I mean, and now we're we have we have to commune with our pets. You posted a fair number of pictures with Fluffy, right? Or videos? Not and stuff. a lot. I mean, when he was picking football games, but I'm not like, like, so my mother would have collages of the dog all over the house. I mean, when I moved out of my house, there used to be a picture of my mother, my father, myself, and my sister. I got replaced by the dog. No kidding. I mean, seriously. That's really funny. My parents always say that their favorite uh, son is is Stu, my dog. The dog, yeah, right? The yeah, dog. Right. yeah. Like he doesn't talk back to us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, nearly half, forty five percent, tell their deepest secrets to their pets, and seventy two percent swear that their pet can tell exactly what they're feeling at any point in time. Not just the they're not, deranged. <laughs> not just the the uh, what's it called the um the emotional support animals either. Just mm. any animal. Um. So and they say if the pets have zodiac signs too that affects the um their temperament. Uh so fire signs like Aries and Leo are big fans of relaxing. Meanwhile, uh, Capricorns like to enjoy their weekends. Oh, that's nice to know. Yeah, so people really sat down and The dog their pets. is getting horoscopes. Okay. Yeah. Um Wendy's is going to be testing an AI chatbot to take your drive-through order. Um Ooh, Yeah. Now that's interesting. See, th- so there's some stores already, not Wendy's, right. but I know that there have been some companies that have experimented with having robots be like the, the the whole service. So you go, you order on the machine on like your little touchscreen and then it'll have a robot or machine create your food and then pop it out for you. So no contact. Don't they kind of do that anyway? I mean, if they want, I, I can see that. See, but you see, this is the thing. This is why when uh, when they had the strike of all the fast food workers that wanted to go on strike, wanting to $15 an hour, yeah. this is why that was a bad idea. Because now what happens? Wendy says, now, when, you know, Wednesday, <laughs> I mean, when, Wednesday, when, Wendy's, you know, they're, they're not thinking about the concern for the employee. You know, the idea that, because you always say, like, well, if they get the $15 an hour, Wendy's going to trot this stuff out or any of the fast food places. It yeah. wasn't about, it was just about as soon as they had it ready, they're going to trot this stuff out. And how many jobs are going to be wiped out? Fast food jobs, you know, which kids start out in, in the working world. You go work at McDonald's or whatever. And now, which, with this kind of robotic and chat GPT, you don't need to. And the consumer don't care. Hopefully... Now, here's the thing as we talk about with pumping the gas. Would yeah. it drop the price of the food? The fact that you're not paying the worker, would you be able to get a cheaper hamburger? Hamburgers now are ridiculous. That's a good question. Would you go to a gas station if it was an AI gas station and you went up and you just said what you wanted and like a little thing came out and like... Gladly. Into your car? Gladly. I have no problem with that. I'd go anywhere with an AI. I mean, that doesn't bother me as long as I get, I'm there for the service. Mm -hmm. So if I can get the service, absolutely. And now what's going to, well, you see, it's on the one hand, they're going to, you know, get rid of jobs. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, you got to create jobs or maybe you've got to go find another job doing something else. 
Yeah, and hopefully it would it would get rid of jobs that were not to say lower skill, but it would open up the opportunity for people who who work these jobs to hopefully work other jobs that are more. This was the idea of the gas station. So yeah. we're going to get there. Oh my God! You're gonna, what about the guy pumping the gas? Well, maybe he gets a job that will enable him to live longer because he's not smelling gas fumes, <laughs> exactly. and he goes inside and works at the convenience store. You know, it could yeah. be something like that. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Go to nj1015.com. The updated PNC Bank Art Center lineup is there for you. Best buffets in New Jersey are there for you. An incredible cheesesteak in Raritan is there for you. Insta interviews with May Pang and Jim Babjack separately. He of the Smithereens. She of uh, John Lennon. Uh, all there. And, uh... On the podcast tonight will be uh, Vince Martell from Vanilla Fudge playing uh, Saturday night up in beautiful Dover, the White Cliffs of Dover, Deco Entertainment. So, Ryan, what else is going on? Uh, Elon Musk has banned another person that he just wants to stop talking on Twitter. Okay, and who would that be? Uh, Greta Thunberg. 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 Yeah. I wasn't going to talk to him anyway. (laughs) So... uh, Basically, he was just, he says, I don't have time to deal with her constant nagging in reference to her um, always saying things on Twitter and tweeting out about climate change and stuff. Hmm. Uh, he He's tired of her uh, tweeting at him and all the other people who have <laughs> power over uh, the emissions in the atmosphere. So he's like, just get her off of here. Just don't go, just ignore. I mean, what do you do when people tweet at you? Just ignore. Exactly. And you know, he, he owns the thing. Like, he... I, I know who I want in my universe, and if I don't want you in my universe, I'm not going to respond to you. I'm not going to pay attention to you. I get some of the dumbest mail. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, you're the guy I want to answer. Exactly. Uh, Tom Hanks, named who should play him in a biopic. Who do you think would play Tom Hanks in a biopic? (laughs) Uncle Floyd. Uh, Let me see. Who would play Tom Hanks in a biopic? I don't think you'd guess this one. Probably wouldn't, but let me... Let me take a stab at it. Someone who would be younger. I don't know who. See, I would have guessed like uh, what. Uh, I'm trying to think somebody looks like young Tom Hanks. I would. Uh, that's the thing. I can't think of anyone. And I guess he can't either because he says because of deep fake technology and AI, that I could probably GPT. play myself. So he gets. Well, he was talking about that. The idea that, you know, uh, he could go on forever. That's weird. I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like you know, they years ago there was a Coke commercial, yeah. and they had like holograms of like Marilyn Monroe, Humphrey Bogart, stuff like that. Yeah, doing the commercial. There was a, there are Elvis shows. I went to a hologram show with Buddy Holly and Roy Orbison. Really? Where what they did? Oh, it was amazing. Um, they had it was what was great about it was you know Buddy Holly died at twenty two, mm-hmm. so he did very few tours. So. They have an actual band on one side, and on the other side, they have girls singing harmony. And wow. up from the center of the stage pops the hologram of Buddy Holly. And it looks so real. It's not like just beams of light. It is, but it isn't. I mean, yeah. it looks like if you're sitting in the audience, it looks like he's standing there. He's, he's standing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Bam Bam from WMMR was there. And the two of us are like, Oh, my God. Uh, and Roy Orbison. Now, Roy Orbison came out, and Roy Orbison lived to be 52. Yeah. So there's a lot of concert footage. And Roy Orbison had a rebirth of his career with the Wilburys, and he had a new album out. So there's older foot, a young, like, footage of an older Roy Orbison. Yeah. And there, there was enough out there. And he's there in a suit, and he's playing. 
And same thing. But with Holly, you know, there wasn't, you really never got, you never got to see Holly. You know, Warburson had that famous black and white show where Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, all these great performers backed him. Uh, Public TV runs it every now and then. But the Holly thing was amazing. And he just pop up from the stage. And it's funny because he'll play the song. And then all of a sudden, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You can see the roboticness. But if they can do that, it just seems like GPT would be the next step. Yeah. Do you think they'd ever do that with the Beatles? Uh, They were already doing it with the Beatles, I think. Really? There was a picture B Street Glenn sent me, the... uh, the rooftop concert of what it would look like today. Yeah. And they figured, like, you already got the picture of Paul, you got the picture of Ringo, but, like, a gray-haired George. And John didn't look anything like him, like John. Yeah. But George, you could say, oh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, they already have, like, them recording. My sons tell me that, you know, they've got them harmonizing together on different so new songs and things like that. Oh, with the AI? With the AI. Yeah, that's creepy stuff. It is very creepy, but again, it can only go. Damn, we gotta get out of here. It can only go based on what it knows. So it's got to go backwards. It can't go forward. Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, that that would be the downfall until they could figure out based on this. This is what we think he would do, and go forward, which is human nature, right? That's what we do. We do everything based on what we know, yeah. and we go forward. Have a good weekend. You too. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.